Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, Shanna. Hey, Janice. How are you? I thought you wasn't going to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you the hello. silent treatment. I know. I was going to say, wait, good way to I start out. <laughs> and hello to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> hello to everybody else. Welcome to another edition of Readings and Ramblings. <laughs> You have joined the madness. You have joined the madness. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so we usually start off with um, sharing a quote of something we've read. And Shanna, I'm excited to hear yours. So go. Should I go, go. first? All yes, right. Yes. So me and the boys just finished The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, oh did they love it? They loved it. Oh, they loved who, it. Who doesn't love that, right? Uh, and they are like so excited to start The Horse and His Boy. So we're looking forward to I like to that them. one too. So oh, this ooh. quote is from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> oh. Okay. So at the moment, they heard from behind them a loud noise, a great cracking, deafening noise, as if a giant had broken a giant plate. The stone table was broken into two pieces by a great crack that ran down it from end to end, and there was no Aslan. Mm. Who's done it? cried Susan. What does it mean? Is there more magic? Yes said a great voice from behind their backs. It is more magic. They looked round. There, shining in the sunrise, larger than they had seen him before, shaking his mane, for it had apparently grown again, stood Aslan himself. Oh, Aslan, cried both the children, staring Mm. up at him, almost as much frightened as they were glad. But what does it all mean, asked Susan, Mm -hmm. when they were somewhat calmer. It means, said Aslan, that though the witch knew the deep magic, there is magic deeper still which she did not know. Her knowledge goes back only to the dawn of time, but if she could have looked a little further back into the stillness and the darkness before time dawned, she would have read there is a different incantation. She would have known that when a willing victim who had committed no treachery was killed in a traitor's stead, the table would crack and death itself would start working backward. Oh, I love that. That's so perfect for right after Easter. We're like two Sundays right? after Easter. Right? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I that. read it. And it was so funny because I've read this book before. Yes. But when I read that, I don't know, it was just so much more powerful. And especially when I thought um, how C.S. Lewis uses the witch to represent Satan. We see mm. how... You know, Sin enters Narnia through the witch and how she tempts Diggory about the apple. Remember in the the garden, they're in the garden and and she tempts him with an apple once again, representing Satan. And then we see, you know, she's competing against um, Aslan, who's a representation of both God and Jesus. And so um, we get to this point where Satan feels he's triumphant right just like in the death of christ and we have the witch feeling triumphant shaming and humiliating and teasing and ultimately murdering aslan and then 
he comes back to life and the children don't understand it. And he just says, well, it's because she was not there before time began. Mm. And it made me just realize, you know, Satan has limitations. He was created. He's a created being. He did not exist outside the realm of time like, you know, God and Jesus did. He was not there for all of it. That's why he couldn't fully understand how Jesus was victorious. And so I just felt like the way that C.S. Lewis made this such a tangible concept by using this lion and this witch to, like, represent such a huge thing in Christianity. I don't know. I just read it, and it, like, blew my mind. So I was like, that's my quote. That is my quote. (laughs) As soon as you started reading it, I was like, oh, that's my favorite part Uh, of the story. Oh, Oh, my goodness. I love that. Oh, C.S. Lewis was brilliant. I he mean, really man. is. He really is. Ooh, I got to tell you. So my quote is a little bit, um, it's a little bit different, but maybe similar. And it's by um, C.K. Chesterton. I love C.K. Chesterton. He has like become my, one of my favorite authors. I just like his mind and just how he think the essays that he writes are brilliant. <laughs> they just make you think they make you laugh. They just, they're beautiful. But anyway, let me, <laughs> I feel like that. we talked about him before, but yes. I'm trying to think. He so wrote he Orthodoxy, writes- he wrote Heresy, but he has these, he has this great book and it's actually free on, uh, if you have a Kindle, it's called Tremendous Trifles and it like, it okay. has a bunch of essays in it, but they're, and they're short, but they're so good and so interesting and I love oh, it. My son and I, we're actually reading them together and it's so enjoyable having that time to just kind of listen to, listen to the thoughts of C.K. Chesterton. Definitely worth listening to. But here's my quote. <laughs> so I say all that okay. to say. And I have two of them, but I didn't know which one to choose. So I hope to goodness that I did not do this already. But um, it says, it says folklore means that the soul is sane, but that the universe is wild and full of marvels. Realism means that the world is dull and full of routine, but that the soul is sick and screaming. The problem of the fairy tale is what will a healthy man do with the fantastic world? The problem of the modern novel is what will a madman do with a dull world? In the fairy tales, the cosmos goes mad, but the hero does not go mad. In the modern novels, the hero is mad before the book begins and suffers from the harsh steadiness and cruel sanity of the cosmos. Huh. <laughs> that's like thought provoking i feel like i need to like absorb it i know you do you do because he was just it started because he someone he was i don't know where he was but there was someone that came in and said that fairy tales should not be written to children and so this is where i kind of got him off on a rant about that <laughs> it's like kids should not read fairy tales he was against children oh, reading fairy okay. tales and so um, his thought is, and I thought it was so true. I mean, he goes on to, cause it's true. Cause like in the, in the fairy tale, you have the, the kid that's, or the, the girl or the boy, you know, they're normal and sane, but you know, everything around them, someone's trying to kill them or, you know, yeah. or the forest yeah. is, you know, is, you know, is trying to attack them or something in the forest, right. you know, it's like, but they're the ones that's sane. 
And he talks about, he says, in the excellent tale of the dragon's grandmother, right? In all, in, in all the other Grimm, the tales of Grimm, it is assumed that the young man setting out on his travels will have all the substantial truths in him, that he'll be brave, he'll be full of faith, he'll be reasonable, that he'll respect his parents, he'll keep his word, he'll rescue one kind of people, he'll defy another, you know, so he has all of this going on. And so there's this, uh, then having assumed this center of sanity, the writer entertains himself by fancying what would happen if the whole world went mad all around it, right? But then he has, this hero has all of these qualities about right. him. And then how does right. he interact in this wild, crazy world? Right. As opposed to the saying, realist. <laughs> right. So he's saying in real stories, they have to gain these qualities. Is that what he's saying? Well, they don't have them in them? Well, he's saying in the, in the because in the, in the real world, and if it's realism, there's nothing fantastic about it. It's boring. Right. It's dull, right? So yeah. So in in the modern world, he says um, he says then assuming this center of okay. So he says, um, but your modern literature takes insanity as its center, right? So therefore, mm -hmm. it loses the interest even of insanity. He's like a lunatic is not startling to himself because he is quite serious. That's what makes him a lunatic. <laughs> a man who thinks he is a piece of glass is to himself as dull as a piece of glass. Or a man who thinks he is a chicken is to himself as common as a chicken. It's only sanity that can see even a wild poetry in insanity. He says, therefore, these wise old tales made the hero ordinary and the tale extraordinary. But mm. in realism, you made the hero extraordinary and the right. tale ordinary. So it's like man yeah. is this magnified. Yeah. So everything else is just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, blase. Yeah. So very ordinary. But anyway, he he is one that you have to read and think about. You know, it's not like yeah. you say it. You're like, oh, yeah, I get it. It's like, what yeah. is he trying to say? And you know he's yeah. saying something good. And it's like, I want to get this. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> I uh, love that. I'm going to have to that. check that out. Yes, really Tremendous good. Trifles. And it's a free Kindle. Um, a free Kindle, and then they even have the LibriVox recording if you just want to listen to it. That's free too. Oh, okay. But it's been pretty good. So anyway, that was a um, an interesting, and it's like in the fairy tale, you know, it was like, you know, in a fairy tale, of course the dragon has a grandmother, you know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why wouldn't the dragon have a grandmother? <laughs> you know, we're reading right now. The boys and I were reading for school. We're reading the Odyssey. Yeah, and. uh it's another one where just like the most ridiculous things happen. Yeah, it's just like it's just like the boys. It's just really cracking me up. That so we have um, Odysseus. We just did the chapter today where Odysseus fights the Cyclops. Yes, and and he, you know, the Cyclops says, "What is your name?" And he's like, he was like, "Or where are you from?" And he was like, "I'm from at all." And he was like, "Oh, and what is your name?" He was like, "Well, because I'm such a runt, my family called me nobody." And so then later on, when he's fighting him and he's screaming, and his neighbors are like, "Who's in there with you?" And he's like, "It's nobody at all. Nobody at all." I love that. Part. And they're just like, "Okay," and they all left. <laughs> Uh, are you doing like Rosemary Sackcliffe's version? Is that her name? Um, the Wanderings oh, of a I, Diocese. Are you doing that for that book? 
No, it's no? just called the. I don't think so. I think it's just called the Odyssey. I'm not okay. sure. Who, okay, because there's like a retelling it. of it, but her name is oh, Rhoda, okay. Rosemary. I I'm messing up her last name, but I know her first name is Rosemary, and her last name begins with an S. But I do remember huh. that part. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> 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 the boys have been so into it it's funny and, and actually the language is really like far above their comprehension so i do have to read a section and kind of pause yes and give them a little bit of an explanation yes. and then they're like okay oh, go on funny. and i'm like okay <laughs> but we're, we're oh, working our way through it reading to kids is so fun oh wait it can is. i just say this one part he was like look at these plain homely practical words the dragon's grandmother that is all right. There is a rational, that is rational, almost to the verge of rationalism. If there was a dragon, he had a grandmother. But you, you had no grandmother. Because if you had known one, she would have taught you to love fairy tales. You, <laughs> you had no father, no mother, no natural causes can explain you. You cannot be. <laughs> wow, he gets angry. He's, he's funny. <laughs> He's like, I believe many things which I have not seen, but of such things as you, it may be said, blessed is he that has seen and yet has disbelieved. Oh, mm. oh man, he's good. It's really good. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, really, what would childhood be without fairy tales? I know. I don't but you know. know, it's interesting because I had to, you know, <laughs> I had to think, did I read my kids fairy tales? Because I don't remember if I did or didn't. But I, I I'm know. sure you did. I think you can't help it. Right? I want to yeah, say that I, feel I did. Like you must have. I don't know, because some of the fairy tale stories that I'm reading, um, I've never heard of them. Like, but they're very interesting. But there's like the popular ones that I feel like all kids have heard. I don't know. Uh, you know, I just read the like original Hansel and one. Gretel. Like Hansel yeah, and Gretel. Hansel I'm sure and your Gretel. kids have heard. You know, like I don't know. I just feel like Jack and the Beanstalk. Like I feel like there's no, somewhere. No, like, like I never read Jack every... and the Beanstalk. I no? know okay. about him, but I've never read him. I know there was a Jack, and I know there was a Beanstalk. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm redeeming that for us. We're we've been reading fairy tales, like in the evening. <laughs> well, or in and, class, and I've been lot, reading like, them with with them. Disney, ba- like most of Disney movies, are based off of the fairy tales. So yeah, you know, you have Cinderella and Rapunzel. Yes, I did so, watch Cinderella, and they keep. A lot of the main, I don't know, some characters. of them they do change a lot of the information. You know, it's funny. I read the original Cinderella, and it is not like oh. the Disney version. Oh, it is, yeah, <laughs> it's so gory. It the is details very are gory. so gory. My boys love that. <laughs> and she cuts off her toe. I'm like, and what the is shoe, wrong with the, the shoe? The shoe fills with, like, with blood. How does he like, not know? This is not a right fit. Or she's cutting off her toes. There's blood. And the other one cuts off a piece of her heel. And it's like the blood. And I'm just like, Ugh. And the kids are like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes the boys like these princess stories a lot more when there's like <laughs> oh my goodness. blood and gore. <laughs> They're pretty interesting, you know. They're they're pretty interesting. So anyway, we're and we're then, redeeming and then the birds peck out their eyes. Yes, at the end, yes. Yeah, they can't, so they can't see. Uh, it's interesting because I'm taking a class on how to read fairy tales, and so oh yeah, it's you know the details of what all of that means has been very enlightening. So it's caused oh. me to want to read some more. But there are some have of them. To share some sometime. <laughs> it was so funny. I gave my daughter. Um, well, she saw one of the books and the the um, 
it was, I think the Hans Christian one that I had mm-hmm. asked you if you had Anderson, yeah. Anderson. Thank you. And so she was reading one. It was called the matches girl. And then she was oh, like, that one's so sad. it is very sad. She was like, Oh, you read it. So you know yeah. it. Oh. oh, I know it. Yeah. I love Hans Christian Anderson. Oh yeah. So I was, she was like, uh, what did I just read? <laughs> I like, yeah. That's not a good one. If you're going to read it, but I was, she dies. No, she but dies. it's a fairy tale and fairy tales are supposed to have happy endings. So I no, was like thinking no, there's nothing happy about no. that. <laughs> But I mean, she found joy in each match. She did. But, and then she found, because yeah. her grandmother, she believed that her grandmother was in heaven. So, yeah. and then she was like, at the end, she was like, I want to be with grandma. I mean, so, so that I guess was, it had a happy right? like with grandma. And, and, but she, and then it also said she was with grandma and grandma's with God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she was, she looked at, I thought it was a, and, uh, but it's still, it's like a little girl. I don't know. Yeah. So. It was a very, I thought it was interesting. Cause <laughs> it was like, it made death feel like it wasn't so bad because yeah. when it's like you die and you were, she got to be with God. So even though, but I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I'm thinking like, you know, someone was going to buy her matches and she was like, I don't know what was going nope. to no. nope. so like, Oh, Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so that was an interesting one. But anyway, I'm enjoying the fairy tale redemption life. <laughs> Just kind of reading them. <laughs> we need to do an episode on fairy tales. I would totally oh, love to do that. Do. Oh, I would love to reread. I haven't read some of them in a long time. I'd love to reread some of them. I do read with the boys, but they have the book that has like all of the, I think like the most popular ones. Yes. And... There's so many that like don't fall into that category where I'm like, I have to find a book of like the complete. And I feel like maybe it was at my grandmother's house where she had like the complete version of the fairy tales. And that's probably where I read the match girl and a bunch Ah. of other ones like as a child. And that's the thing too. Like I wasn't, it wasn't so much that I remember anybody reading fairy tales to me because I don't really think that that was something that people were into in my family. (laughs) But me too. Me too. I had such a love for it. So I read them to myself and I learned to read early on. So it was like, and I was constantly in a book. Me too. Like me too. I think that's how I know maybe some of the stories. Cause I don't, I don't remember fairy tales being read to me, but I love to read. So yeah. I would always, you know, have some kind of book right before I go to bed and I'd be reading my book. Cause you know, by myself, yeah. I don't remember anyone necessarily reading to me, but I just liked reading. Um, so some of them I know, but I don't, maybe I did. I mean, Jack and the Beanstalk seems like I should know, but I gotta tell you, Shannon, if I was to take a quiz on it, I might fail. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I have the gist, like he... He had to climb the beanstalk. And... So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a <laughs> podcast on fairy tales, and I'm going to come up with a uh, comprehensive test. I know. And uh, <laughs> I will see how much you know. <laughs> I hope I'm not the only one. But again, I am redeeming my fairyhood, my fairy tale childhood. Uh, and yeah. I'm bringing my kids along for the ride. <laughs> and my oh, husband, too, if he happens to be in the oh, room. <laughs> I bet they love it. That's interesting. Yeah. But we are, um, we've been reading Anna Karenina. Karenina? Karenina. Karenin. <laughs> Karenin. I think it's Nin. Nin? Okay, Karenin. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Um, and so this week we are on. I think we're going to be reading Anna Karenin oh, for forever. Very long, so. <laughs> 
I don't want to say it in the way of like, oh, don't read it. It's oh, not no. a good book. It's just very. I think um, you have to be mentally detailed. ready to read it. Detailed. Yeah. 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 You got to know what it's about and know going in that this you're committed to reading it. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what it was about. Um, me either. I'm, I'm, I'm committed, so I didn't know I got what there. it was. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was about. I just heard that it was a great classic novel, like one of the best, you know, from other people who are readers too. So it's like, all right, well, I've never read it. Um, so it's been interesting so far. And I'm I tr- feel like we last talked about um, Anna Karenin had gone to watch um, Baronsky race yes and his horse dies and all that and then i think that's kind of where we ended because you hadn't read the next part and i didn't want to give it away because the carriage ride where her husband alex karenin takes her home yeah i felt like was such a heart-wrenching scene Mm. that i was like i don't want to ruin it for you because i feel like let's talk about it here at first hand let's talk about that i had such a hard time with that section i don't know it was just you are so, so sympathetic to Anna. <laughs> you hate No, Anna. I felt for her you, husband. Oh, you felt, felt for her, her husband. husband. Okay, yeah. Yes, okay, I was good. so angry with her. Okay, I was good. so angry with her. Yes, because I was like... So, he ahead. tells her, you know, your behavior out there, because she was hysterical. She thought he had gotten injured, Bronski, and yes. she was like, is he dead? Like, overwhelmed with emotion. But we have to remember she is pregnant, so you have, you know, pregnancy hormones is a real thing. Let's, you know, give all her right, that. So right. we'll give her a little grace. But I'm not. But all right. Her husband is just like, you know, that was like shameful behavior. You need to pull yourself together. Like that can never happen again. And instead of being a rational human being and being like, you know what? That was over the top. Yeah. She just goes into how she loves Vronsky yes. and that she hates her husband. Yes. She tells him how she despises him. Yeah. And. You're just like, it was like a punch in the stomach. You were just like, how do you do that? Like, this is the man you've been married to for years and have a child with and have built a home together. And now you're telling him this, like, just straightforward. Yeah, there was no cushioning of it. No, there was no, yeah, there was not, it was not said nicely, tactfully. It was just like, here's the information. I love him. I can't even stand to be around you. And like. It was just so cruel. Like there was just she didn't she didn't try to sugarcoat anything. And and I you guess, just think where is it all going from there? Yeah, and, and I guess cuz we when we're introduced to Anna, you know, she comes across as this, you know, kind sister-in-law that's helping Dottie, you know, go through her who, crisis. Who's like a loving mother. Who's, yeah, you know, going through the crisis of finding out her husband's cheating. So my first impression of Anna is like, Anna's like the, the I don't know, the fixer, the fixer, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or the mediator in the family, you know, yeah. like she has such a warm heart that and she could bring brother, any together. Yeah, her brother when he finds out she's coming, he's relieved because he's like, oh, you know, she can fix yeah. the relationship because she'll, you know, she'll know what to say. Like, so even the sense of like her brother, the way he sees her is the way we kind of see her. Right. And then we learn that that is not who she right. is. When, then we learn that, you know, okay, which, which happens? She sees an attractive guy at the ball and, you know, um, and he thinks she's attractive. So of course, 
that can make you feel attractive, attractive, right? Especially if, because yeah. at that time we still don't know, you know, that she and her husband are not happy. Right. We don't but get to learn that until she goes until back she home goes back home. Their relationship is not right. Yeah. So okay. So then we learned that she. So then we learned that she's not happy because you know when she gets off the train she's like oh his ears stick out like she she has this yeah. thing about his ears but anyway and she makes a comment about his routine the way he's so routine yes and you can tell that she's not happy with it but this is like their life and how their life has always been it's like clockwork she knows exactly what will happen and when it will happen and you could tell she's the kind of person that wants excitement because the person she was when she was visiting with her brother and sister-in-law you know was not the same person that she was when she came back home and you're just like she's tired of this boring yeah but predictable life but i think she was tired of her husband because remember when kitty was all excited about balls and she's like oh you know she goes to so many balls it's not a big deal to her anymore you know so it was like but the society she was in was boring yeah whereas this was like a lively society and as you see when she goes back home yeah she's like i'm done with that society i want the lively i want the fun yeah she changes because she's had a taste of it so you start seeing her pull away from this dry life for for veronsky because she i think she did it right because she was she was she was fine in her in her discontent until she found someone who was found her attractive and right. she found him attractive too. You know what I mean? Cause like it, I got, I got that impression. I don't, cause you know, again, when she was talking to Kitty, it was just like, Oh, you know, it's just another ball. And you know, mm-hmm. she does balls all the time, but it was Vronsky yeah. that made her want to go enter into that other world, you know? Right. But I think she just wants to be with him. Like she just wants and to it, be. It's, it's interesting. Cause I felt like last week when we were talking, I sensed, the lack of love mm-hmm. in their relationship, her and her husband. But this chapter, I shouldn't say chapter, this part. Yeah. They do it in parts. There's multiple chapters within a part. Yeah. In part three, we start finding out, she starts going into detail about their relationship. And it sounds like she's been in a loveless marriage for a long time. Yes. And so a woman that has not felt loved for a long time meets somebody who instantly makes them feel beautiful and loved and attractive. And like all the things that she's been desiring from her husband, she's found in another man. Yeah. Cause I think, and I would agree with that. Cause I think she, other men, she's beautiful. We get the sense that she's beautiful because other men have looked at her and, you yeah. know, and, and, and but nobody she, acted on it. <laughs> no one acted. Cause well, one, she's Cause married. She's married. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, you and know, I think she liked that about him. The fact that he was like aggressive. I mean, even when he gets aggressive. off the train, oh her husband's standing right there. And, and he he's goes. like, I would like to come to your house and oh visit you. Like, like he was so bold. <sighs> and I think she found that very attractive. Like her husband was not. He was timid. He was yeah. very, uh, you know, brush everything under the carpet. We're not going to have anything make a scene. Yeah. You know, keep... And this guy was just like, <sighs> I don't care. He, he was. He was impulsive and like everything was based on passion. And yes. She was just like, wow. You know, it was just night and day for her. You see the difference between these two men. But so I was very upset with her because of everything she said. But then we get to see the next day she wakes up and she has to deal with the repercussion of what did I do? 
you know, and she, she, she's so physically ill from it. She cannot get out of bed. She's like, is he going to kick me out of the house? Will he take my son away? Do I run away? Do I like, yeah, she's going through every possible. What have I done? I've told him I love this other man and I hate him. Yeah. And how is that going to ruin me? And she doesn't care so much, I guess, about the shame, although it is difficult for her. She does care about it, and she is struggling with it. But one of her biggest fears is that he's a heartless man Uh and that she worries, like, I can't live without my son. Like, I have no life if I don't have him, which is interesting. Which I thought was interesting, too, right? You feel like, does she really love this boy? Because she's so strange at being his mother. But then when she talks about losing him, she's just like, I can't live like this. I, I know. Because you don't get a sense and it was that she spends a lot of time with him. No. <laughs> and the whole thing with Vronsky, too. She was just like, she kept coming back to like, I can't be with him because of my son. My son. Like, things really do matter. But then when it comes time to like her interactions with her son. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Very bizarre. But then it almost seems like he, her and her son does have a relationship because remember when the dad came to visit and you know he was talking mm-hmm. to her talking to the son you know he he this, wanted to cry he wanted to cry and Anna could yeah. and Anna could see that and she wanted to rescue her son so I'm thinking yeah. well she knows him enough to know that it was very weird yeah. very because even yeah. when um even when uh what's his name Steve what is I can't remember her husband's name but um Alex Ale- Alex when Alex is talking about his son he'll like your child you know you and your child yeah you know like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't say he's yeah, my he, son he like disconnected himself yeah. from it but, yeah it's very weird you know I would say this I guess I'm assuming that the author is where is giving us a peek I, I think that's one of the things I do like about him is because he gives us a peek into everyone's head you know like exactly yeah. what um, what yeah. Alec is thinking, exactly what Anna's thinking, you know, and how so, they're but perceiving then, but then it. it going so, back into Alex's head, I start hating him again because so that was Anna's reaction to what she had done. She has remorse. She was like, this was not the way to handle it. What in the world was I thinking? Like, yeah. but then part of her is like, maybe this is what I needed to push me. Like she goes back and forth, whether it was it a good idea? Was it a bad idea? Right. But then we get to see what does Alex think? Alex Karenin, what does he think? of what she said and you would think he'd be heartbroken you would think this is the woman he loved the one he had a son with but part of him has known for a while she's been having an affair and he's been in denial yeah and so the the author describes it as having a tooth that's been causing you severe pain (laughs) being taken out and now you're finally free from this throbbing distracting uh, like awful that was the best part that was the best explanation i've heard and i was just like wow so that's his reaction to his wife saying i hate you oh what a relief (laughs) i no longer have to think or care like thank goodness this is over you know you i read that part right yeah but i still i don't know i can see i can see why um i could see why anna would feel unloved because you know alex seemed to have like this routine he's you know he there's a certain order there's this is what we do as you know as a husband and wife this is what we do as a this is what you do as a wife of a you know a government official you know like so he's all about that and that's his personality and i have to i don't know i i don't know i would i don't know that 
she knew that about him before marrying him, you know, but I don't know. I'm trying not to pass judgment because I remember passing judgment in North and South and then I had to eat my words. So I'm trying to just, you know, see. Yeah. So I see, but, but there was I mean, I'm hurt. just letting there the authors, was, I'm letting the author's hurt, words though. just move me. <laughs> I know, but I do sense that in initially there was a small part yeah. of Alec that was a little shocked that yeah. um, this was happening, right? Yeah. Because uh, he lives in denial. Well, yeah, he does live in denial. <laughs> but so he was shocked that this was happening. But I don't know. I still, I felt, I still felt a little sympathetic for him, except for when he started. I don't know. Like she did cheat on him. You know but what I mean? His, like she his reaction did have to it, an adulterous affair, and she came and told him, "I'm not leaving him." You know what I mean? His, like, she yeah. wasn't even remorseful to him. So I don't know. I can't say that I was unsympathetic to him. But then, then his reaction to it is so once again exactly what she expects. Diplomatic. Yes. He thinks, "All right, well, she was in the wrong, so I have every right to divorce her." Yeah. But then he thinks, "Well, I know many high people who've divorced." And it's not a big deal. Yeah, well, too. actually, it is because everybody thought badly. Not me, but everyone thought badly of them. And then the author lets you know he also thought, he badly, thought badly of them, them. too. Yes. <laughs> and so then too. he decides, wait, I don't want to be those people. Yeah. So let's change the plan. And he keeps going through all of his options. Yes. And it's, I, I don't know. I just find it so like, <laughs> really? This is how you decide your fate? Like, yes. what is going to look the best? Yes. Society, on paper, what other men will think of yes. me? Like, that, it had that, nothing yes. to do with what's best for my child? What's no. best for this woman who obviously doesn't but love me? But I think me? that's like, how men, that's how the men during that time thought. You know what I mean? Prob- probably. Because look at, probably. look at, um, what's his name? Um, Steva, you know, like yeah. for him having an affair with the governess, his only his only remorse that he should have oh, had it with the a, governess, you know. Can we <laughs> take a step away from Anna and her husband and talk about Stevo and his wife for a minute? Because I just hate that man. Oh my god! Every time he's brought up, I hate him a little bit more. I do because so he's so they can't afford anything because he's an extravagant man who doesn't know how to spend his money wisely. Yes. and so he sends his wife and children oh, into the, the country, country to live. Yeah, so that they can save money. And he didn't even now. He was told to go there and prepare the yeah. house for his wife and six children. I think yes, they have because they have a newborn six, baby. Yeah. right? and one of them was sickly. So, Right. So he's supposed to go and make sure everything is in order so that they can move and be comfortable. And he's like, did it, got it. And the author lists the things he focused on, which were stupid things. So you're just like, what in the world? Why would that even be something that matters to your wife? He picked the weirdest things to fix and work on while he was there. Some strange ideas. Nothing she gets practical. There, nothing practical. And she's just like, this house cannot even, this wasn't livable. No, it was, there was no cupboards for the clothes. There was no the food. Clothes. Yeah, there was nothing. There was, there was no, no food. It was like yeah. crazy. But you know what I like about Dolly? Dolly always turns things around. Oh, I loved her. I, I felt loved that. I felt so connected to her when she was describing her family and yes. her kids. And I was just like, I just felt like it was describing me. I was like, oh, that's me. Like, that's exactly my Yeah, like my she just found joy. Life. Like, she just found, she's like, I like my kids, you know? And until yeah. they were fighting. And then, you know, one of the, the little girl and the boy, had, she just, one of them was like punched in the head and the other one in the face. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I, I feel that <laughs> way too. Like, I feel so good about my children, and I'm feeling so encouraged. Yes. And then they do something really awful, and I'm just like, what am I raising here? A bunch of little de- devils. Well, you like, know Dolly you sh- felt the same way too. Yeah. But you know what? Everything that she went through emotionally, I was like, yes. But you yes. know what? And when you remember when the governess had punished um, this boy, the little boy, and his sister went and, and so she punished yeah. him to say that he couldn't have any dessert or something. And yeah. his sister went and shared with her. And she was like, she's like, when she looked at them, you know, they were worried that she was going to be like, you know, upset, but she couldn't even help smiling. Yeah. Because it was like and so I sweet to see like, the kindness. Yeah. yeah. If, whenever my boys show kindness towards each other, it just melts me. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, wow, that was so amazing. And then the next minute they're punching each other and you're like, okay, moment's gone. So I well, totally so resonated know, with that. that. Was I was like, wow. timeless, right? Like that that's the yeah. timeless feelings of moms. But I love and that even she just was connecting like with she... the country. Like, you know, like she was starting to really like it. And the kids yeah. had room to play. And she was talking with the peasant woman and realizing like how much they had in common, you know, like yeah. what in common with their kids. Cause you know, they had kids right. and they were talking about their kids. Yeah. And I thought that was a uh, very nice. And I loved, I loved when she like washed them all and got them all dressed nice for church. For church, she, just felt, yes. she felt so proud of her children <laughs> walking into church. And I feel like not, maybe that's a sinful behavior, but I feel the same way. Like, when I get all my boys dressed and yeah. ready for church, there's just that moment of just like, these are my boys. I don't know. <laughs> well, she, so, she, I thought it was so cute that he mentioned like when one of the daughters, when she was taking um, the sacrament, she's like, we have some more, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. But I thought you could look at it in a different way too. Like she wants more of the body of Christ. I mean, I think as a kid, she was, she just wanted more crackers. She wanted more bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, but yeah, so Dolly reaches out to her husband and says, hey, can you come? Because, you know, we need your help here. Yeah. And he never shows. No, he sends, he sends Levin. I'm like, wow, like yeah. you are so lazy. He reaches out to Levin and says, hey, can you go check on her? And the sad thing is Levin comes and he's like, oh, your husband told me to check on you. Uh, yeah. And they both have that moment of embarrassment yes. where Levin realizes I shouldn't be here. Yes, your husband, your husband should, should be, here. be here. He should be the one. And she has that embarrassment of, I cannot believe my husband outsourced. <laughs> Instead of coming <laughs> and helping his wife and children, he found another man <laughs> to come to her home. And it's like, what guy does that? And it's not even like he's this old man or a married no. man. He's this young, single yes, man. Oh, can you go to this house and check on my wife? I'm like, that's a completely inappropriate. But Levin is a good friend and he does he go. Is. I do like Levin, but I I do like Levin. And I know that when she's talking, she, she brings up Kitty. Right. And he's yeah. upset because he's like, oh, Kitty's going to so be coming. He's like, she's like, Kitty's going to be coming to stay with me. And um, and he says he's not going to come and visit. Yeah. And then he was like, go, well, you know why? And she's like, why? And he's like, you know, because I proposed her and she turned me down. And she's like, well, yeah. I didn't know that until you just told me that. Yeah. He thought he thought for some reason that Kitty was going knows. around yeah. telling everyone, oh, he proposed. And I turned and yeah, like, like, why nobody she... knows. I think she, she told did. Anna, but I don't she never told her sister. And yeah. uh, I don't remember. She told Anna. I think she did tell Anna because uh, I think Anna did know of him. But that was it. She didn't tell anyone. She didn't even tell her mother like her mother didn't. Nope. Know. But anyway, nope. he's like, she keeps telling him, like, 
forget about that. You're being prideful. Like, you know, Kitty, yep. Kitty had a choice. But she didn't, and she thought she thought things were further along with her. And right. And you have to understand, Vronsky had been there for a while. Yes. Levin had disappeared and just kind of for reappeared years. out of yes. nowhere. Yes. So it's like she kind of had this already outstanding and, relationship with someone else. Like, how do you drop that and be like, OK, let's get married? Like, it would have been a weird situation. And Le- I think Vronsky being... was younger also. And, you know, I think I, I get the feeling that Levin is older. Yeah. Right. Like he's yeah. older than Vorosky. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, of course, if you're 17 or 18, you're going to go for the young guy who's handsome. Because I think we get the impression that Vorosky is a good looking guy. And he has a he's good military. position. He can yeah. provide for her. So it wasn't like she was lowering herself by being with him. It was a good match. Yeah. But yeah, it was the one thing that did bother me about Levin was when he goes to leave, he's like, he starts judging Dolly and the way she's raising her children. And he's like, I'll never raise my kids like that. Yeah. How many people who don't have oh, children say, goodness, yeah. they'll look at you and be like, I'm going to do a yeah. better job. It's like, wait till you're there actually here. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, I'll you check know, you when you have kids. <laughs> it's survival. <laughs> but and she does... has so many and she's doing it all, all on her own. Herself. And he's just yeah. like, yeah. he's like teaching them. But you know what I thought was funny? Because he was like trying to say, he was trying to tell her about the cows and she was like, oh, I'm not going to trust his word on the cows. Because he was like, you know, you know, you got to give the cows like water and hay and make sure they eat properly so that, you know, you get good, healthy cows. And she was just like, eh, I'm not going to trust him on the cow. I'm like, he's the farm man. Like he would, if anybody would know about cows, it would be Levin. (laughs) I thought it was funny that she was She doesn't trust men anymore. I'm not even going to trust you with that cow. But <laughs> I thought it was funny that the author put that in there. But anyway, he's like, he's in his head thinking that he's probably not going to visit them anymore if Kitty is coming, you know. Mm-hmm. He's still hurt. And she's trying to tell him, don't be hurt. You know, like, Kitty, this is a good time to consider Kitty again because yeah, Kitty has no prospects at this point. Right. You know? So she might right. be open. But he's like no and she's like pride 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 your pride is you know causing all these problems and he's like and she's right (laughs) she is right but i don't know i get the sense i mean listen she did turn him down yeah you know um and she because and she didn't turn him down like oh i have someone else it was just like oh like you know i mean she wasn't rude but it wasn't like a gracious i still feel like the way he did it was so random it's like you disappear with no warning. They made it sound like he was interested in Kitty and all of this stuff. And then he just like, nope, I'm not good enough for her. And like left yeah. without really any warning. Then comes back with no warning and is like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. And she's just like, what? Like, what a whiplash. Like, give the woman a chance. Like, And for him to not see like, oh, that's not the way you treat a woman. I don't know. I just kind of feel like he needs to really think like... <laughs> I don't know. So then we get, I don't know um, if you want to, I mean, we could stop here, but um, a little bit further in part three, we talk, they start, we were in Voronsky's head and oh my goodness, I, I don't like being in his head. I do and I oh, don't. Oh, I don't think I, I okay. don't think I read that part. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm going to, let's me. not talk don't about that. But I just have oh, to but say, you know I don't like him. Is- <laughs> uh, well, I'm not surprised, but Anna starts thinking that he's not as interested in her anymore, which I don't yeah. know if that's true, but that's a thought she has where she's starting to despise him, Veronsky, well, she was because like... she feels like 
he doesn't want me and he won't take me in if this all doesn't work out. And like, she's starting to have this like hatred towards him. And I don't know if it's in her mind or not. Cause I haven't actually read the Vronsky part. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be true, but that's where she's feeling. This relationship is headed. Well, and it's interesting cause she was like, I know that I'm a adulterous woman. I know that we're going to have to sneak around to see each other, but mm-hmm. as I'm okay, as long as you love me, you know, right. Like, all she cares is that you love me. Like, he said something, and she's like, well, of course I believe that, because, you know, it, like, you... <laughs> you know what I thought was funny was that um, in Alex's mind, when she told him about, you know, the the affair, he's, like, thinking, oh, I'm going to have to do a duel with him. Yeah, and then he's, <laughs> he's like, like, no, oh, I'm not going to do, do that. <laughs> I know. He was like, because he was going through all the possible outcomes and he's like well some people fight a duel and then he's like wait i'm not gonna do that (laughs) yep so he's not willing to to fight but i was thinking you know what i wouldn't be wanting to do a duel for my adulterous wife either and he was a soldier so i feel like he's gonna win i think with a duel exactly that too i mean he does have the advantage but you know you can kill right you can kill the other person yeah i'm like i I think that's like to the death for an adulterous wife i'm like thinking i was with him on that but it was funny because when anna told veronsky he was thinking his his feeling was opposite. Like, oh, there might be a chance I might have to have a duel. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I get to shoot this guy. Yeah, you know, he's a military guy, and he's like yeah, thinking, so. like, huh. yeah, okay. <laughs> that was funny. That's a bonus. <laughs> so I have to give a warning about this book. We've talked about a lot of the stuff that went on. Yeah, but I'm telling you, this is like 20 chapters, and that's only like a little bit of it there is honestly three chapters about cutting grass so like you have to really want to know how this story ends to keep getting through it because levin decides he's going to cut grass with the country people yes and it's interesting because we see that like his brother's staying with him and his brother's very annoying. Mm, and his brother left a woman who um who was right? Did I get that right? Like he left a woman that who was caring for him. And now No, he... this is the other brother. The oh, the author. Remember the he has author. that famous brother, oh, the that's author. Who came? That's who was staying the other with him. Brother. No. Okay, okay, okay. So it's the famous brother that's staying with him and the guy's gotcha. a complete jerk. But anyway, um and Levin, and it's so funny because Levin is like, oh, I can't stand listening to words about stuff. I'd rather just enjoy nature instead of hearing words about nature. But meanwhile, the author of the book goes into like long details about the nature. And I'm just like, well, so what is his take on it? Because he obviously doesn't agree with Levin, the character that he wrote about talking about nature. Anyway, so that was interesting. But then also... His brother's like, you're going to cut the grass? You can't cut grass? Like, we don't do that. Like, we're at a higher society. And he was like, oh, it's so invigorating to cut grass. I want to cut grass. And so he goes to join the country people to cut the grass. And they're all like, he needs to, like, stay on his own level. Like, like, they're annoyed, too. They're like, this is not where you belong. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a class status. And you're the owner of the property. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because they kind of, like, take ownership of it. And they're just like, we're not babysitting you. You go do your thing. Like, it's almost that kind of an idea. And then Levin's using his Sith, Sith, 
know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, the, the rake type material. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like cutting grass and it talks about each line that he cuts and how much they cut. And yeah. How much time it took. And although that's really boring and they go into like extreme detail, I've never done that. It sounds like really hard work. Yeah. And apparently you need a nap afterwards, but because <laughs> we also get to hear about his nap. And, uh, Tolstoy but, gives you a lot of details, a lot the de- of details. But it is interesting because I never really thought, how did they cut grass back then, you know, without lawnmowers? Yeah. So I really was just like, oh, that's a very interesting thing. And it's like, how many men? You're like, they all me. stand in a line. They're all standing behind each other. So when you cut the grain of grass that he didn't cut and, like, you're just moving along through this. You were really paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, if you honest, ever wondered out a little bit. how they cut grass in Russia, <laughs> this book will leave you with no questions. Oh my goodness. I was just, uh, you're better than me because I was just thinking, wow, that's a lot of details about. Uh, I'm going to do something else while he's talking about. That was multitasking as I was reading yeah. this section. It's so funny. So I'm like cooking dinner. And a lot of times while I'm like doing dinner prep and stuff, I have it going. I turn that on and I'm like cutting peppers and onions and celery and carrots and whatever else and i'm just like goodness gracious i'm almost done making dinner and he's still talking about grass like i haven't gotten anything and sometimes that's the only time i have to listen to my book and i'm like don't tell me all i'm gonna hear today is about grass cutting and i have not even gotten into so i was a little frustrated but i did listen and i was like all right i know a lot about cutting grass if i ever don't have a lawnmower i might be okay oh my goodness me and the boys are all gonna Line up and just start, start cutting. <laughs> cutting some grass without Skype skips. I can't yep. say what it's pronounced. Um, <laughs> but it is worth reading on. They didn't talk much about Kitty in this section. I guess we can finish. Um, we'll finish uh, part three next week and start a little. Oh, bit the on other part, detail. On part the other four. detail was that letter. The letter that oh, that Alex was so. Oh my Krenanen, goodness. Okay, so I'll have to. It was say like a whole that. chapter on him writing a letter, and honestly, it has nothing to do with anything we're interested in. We are not invested in society or government of Russia during this time. So the fact that he dedicates a whole chapter to what this man does, and it's funny because last week I was like, oh, what does he do? Oh, okay, he has like a prime minister job. Yes. Okay, in case anyone was wondering, well, wonder no more. You know exactly what he does. He writes letters that are long and boring about his opinion on ideas on what is happening. But you know what? It's it's interesting to see because he lets you get a glimpse of how he is because he was like, he, they talked about like he was in a meeting and he was waiting for his his turn to speak so that when he spoke, because he know that when he spoke, it was going to cause this whole big commotion of all the things that he had to say. And he was like, mm-hmm. he's, he was starting to feel like, He's like, oh, should I rehearse it? But then he was like, no, I'm just going to go because I know the excitement of it is going to get me, <laughs> yeah. you know, riled up. Yeah. And then, of course, he did. He no, did he do it. No, he is really passionate about, about what work. he does, yeah. which is very interesting because you're just like, 
he does have passion for some things and he is really excited about just not his wife and i think that's i think that's interesting because maybe he's trying to maybe the author's trying to show us like like he's not a bad person he just probably shouldn't be married you know what i mean like some people are better off not married right right but if society says that you must be married especially in order to be a government official then you do get married but then this is the consequence of it that you yeah. know that you have an unhappy wife and because he doesn't even seem like he would he probably would have been okay with not having any kid you know but yeah. you know that's I mean, part honestly, of society everything is just like a toothache to him so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of interesting to see you know the type of marriages that are produced when it's societal reasons for getting married right is to he, have a, a higher position you have to have a wife, a wife and, and, and yeah yeah but then but then it's so weird because while society says you should be married, all of these men are cheating. Or not all of them, but you know, they're like... (laughs) And it was interesting too, because he was listing off men who had divorced their wives who were being unfaithful. Yeah, and he, he, list, had he had quite a whole list. list. He had a long yeah. list. Did you see that? And so <laughs> you're seeing it on both sides. The men are unhappy, but so are the women. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know that it works. Yeah, so... Anyway, we're keeping our eyes open. I'm trying not to hold any judgment towards, you know, <laughs> anybody. I'm trying right. to see, except for, I don't like Baronsky. I really don't like Baronsky. But maybe there's something redeeming about him. But he's, and I don't like Alec either. I'm sorry. He's just, yeah. you know, he just does Dolly wrong. Dolly seems like a really lovely lady. You mean Steve-O. But Steve-O, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. He's, you know, Dolly seems like a nice, you know, wife who wants I, to make yeah, a, I feel a good more home for her family. To Dolly now. I feel like we've gotten to see another side of her because the last time we had met her, she was in such distress because she had just found out that her husband was cheating on her. So now I guess we get to see a better picture of like who but, she is. And then you and see a contrast. You see the contrast. She's in a marriage that she's not happy in. Right. Well, she was happy. Yeah. She didn't realize she was. She didn't realize her husband wasn't happy because she was very surprised when he had an affair but you know she's in a she's in a marriage she finds out that her husband just cheated on her um but she has you know the path that she has taken is is focusing on her children and keeping her family she knows, together she knows he's still cheating on her she does know and she, she, yes she's, even she's after they've that... had a baby she knows that yeah he, you know but you look at but then you look at the choice that anna make anna's also unhappy in her marriage and she takes the route of adultery um, and where I guess we'll continue to see. And she's, and she's, and she's not she's happy. Very she's, I was so. going to say, she's not happy. She's miserable. So I guess the question is, you know, if you're in an unhappy marriage, I'm, I'm thinking he's, he's giving us, he's presenting these scenarios of unhappy mm-hmm. people. But this is what it looks like when you stay and you stay with a purpose. And this is what it looks like when you leave and, or you step outside the marriage, you know. Right. Um, with what purpose of passion, like you use the word passion, I think it's definitely, it's definitely about passion. Um, yeah. you know, and I think Veronsky, she's new, she's exciting, you know, it's probably like, oh, we're, you know, the adult, you know, like you're, you're seeing the woman on the sly, you gotta be sneaky, yeah. you know, like yeah. he totally would probably never settle down because then it would just be a routine, you normal, habit. exactly. Right? There's like excitement yeah. of, of the woman that you can't have, you know? Yeah. So, um, I see that for him, but I could be wrong. So I'll wait for mm-hmm. Tolstoy to tell us that, but I don't have any good high hopes for him. So no. anyway, so we'll finish up part two, um, three. part three next week. And then yeah. we'll start part four. 
Okay. And maybe we'll see Kitty because Kitty wasn't. Um, she was mentioned, but she wasn't in part two. I don't think. Yeah, he catches a glimpse of her, so we know that Kitty's coming to the country. But now we have to see: Does Levin actually stay away? Does he yeah. have something to visit? So I don't know. Yeah, so I'll so. be. I'm curious to know what Kitty's life is going to be like. You know. So. Yeah. Me we'll too. see. All right, so that's it for this week. We are um, all right. On so our... if you all are still plugging away and you can get lost in the chapters of <laughs> mowing the lawn, then you're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> or the letter, or the letter, yeah, or the or politics. There's letter. a whole chapter where it's oh yeah, yeah. But as long as it's, yeah, it's okay. And then there's three chapters on death. So if you survive <gasps> oh, all of that, oh my goodness, yeah, the last. Uh, that's why. That's why I thought it was his brother that was dying when he was thinking about death. Unless we're not at the same part yet, because it was just like there was a lot of of of, of thinking about uh, of Levin thinking about death, which I thought was interesting. So oh. we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that next time. Then. All right, uh, something will, to look forward to. Something to look forward to. <laughs> 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 but until then, keep reading. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and we'll see everyone, I guess, next time. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.